0: Good morning, friends. Today is Friday, the thirteenth of November, two thousand and twenty. Our readings for today are Psalms eighty-seven. I'm sorry, Psalm eighty-eight, Joel two twenty-eight through three-eight, James one sixteen through twenty-seven, and the Gospel of Luke chapter sixteen, verses one through nine. And it's going to be a little bit of a whirlwind this morning. I have to be in extra early. So, without further ado, let's get started. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods, in your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. O oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 88, O God, God of my salvation, when at night I cry out in your presence, let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help, like those forsaken among the dead like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more. For they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You may have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call on you, O God. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the shades rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O God, cry out to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O God, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me? Wretched and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dread assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all sides they close in on me. You have caused friend and neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from Joel chapter two, verses twenty-eight through chapter three, verse eight. Then afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your children shall prophecy, your elderly shall dream dreams, and your youth shall see visions. Even on your servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of God comes. Then everyone who calls in the name of God shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be those who escape, as God has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom God calls. For then, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people and my heritage Israel, because they have delivered, they have scattered them among the nations. They have divided my land and cast lots for my people, and traded boys for prostitutes, and sold girls for wine, and drunk it down. What are you to me, O Tyre and Sidon, and all the regions of Philistia? Are you paying me back for something? If you are paying me back, I will turn your deeds back upon your own heads, swiftly and speedily. For you have taken my silver and my gold, and have carried my rich treasures into your temples. You have sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks, removing them far from their own border. But now I will rouse them to leave the places to which you have sold them, and I will turn your deeds back upon your own heads. I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabaeans, to a nation far away, for God has spoken. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. We are going to skip canticles today, my friends. I apologize for that. And we are going to go now straight into our reading from James, which is James chapter two for, I'm sorry, chapter one, verses 16 through 27. Do not, be de- do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the creator of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of God's own purpose, God gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of God's creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away immediately forget what they look like. But those who look into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Creator, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 16, verses 1 through 9. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to the rich person that this manager was squandering their property so the rich person summoned the manager and said to them what is this that i hear about you give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer then the manager said to himself, what will i do now that my master is taking the position away from me i am not strong enough to dig and i am ashamed to beg I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as a manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, How much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest master because he had acted shrewdly, for the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Our readings today are, are interesting. This gospel reading is always enigmatic to me at best. Um, my commentary suggests that perhaps the dishonest manager is cutting his own commission from what is owed. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I, I do know it kind of reminds me of like debt relief, you know, um where a creditor will take a portion of what is owed because some is is better than nothing at all. <laughs> but I think for me at least, the point here today, especially in light of some stuff that's been happening at my workplace, is is the fact that the the rich person, the person who's whose wealth it actually is finds out what the manager is doing and his dishonest dealings you know his you can assume that like he's skimming or he's he's taking money for himself and the the rich man, the wealthy owner, says, "Give me an accounting and and I think this accounting is something that we can apply to the way in which we are being stewards of what we have, you know, of all the things that, that God has given us. And and that, you know, I struggle a bit because it's a slippery slope, you know, it, we can, we can go from being good stewards and, and being prepared to give an accounting to God to the pit of, if I have anything, I am evil, I cannot be expending any funds on, on myself in this, in this sort of martyrdom that is related to the formulaicness that we've talked about before, like money equals evil, poverty equal equals true faith. And it it doesn't really work like that. I think it really is more like this. It's more like at whatever time you sit down to do your budget, you pray with God for that planning. You say, God, where would you have me spend my money? How would you have me spend the funds that I have? And this is if you have Any like we're we're speaking, you're listening to a podcast. I'm giving a podcast. So we are both in a place of enfranchisement. Which in our reading from James is the direction of the way of love to take care of those who are who have less, who are less enfranchised. And and there's almost always somebody who has less. You know, I'm pretty sure that that none of us listening or speaking right now are are those who have less, but it's not all about money. Sometimes we have less of something else. You know, we talked before, um, it might have been last week, about, oh no, it wasn't with you guys. It was a sermon I gave not too long ago. On how depleted we all feel right now, and our readings um, about breath in the in the dry valley of bones reminded me of being underwater scuba diving. And if something goes wrong with one person's oxygen tank, the other person shares their oxygen. There's a couple of different ways we can do that. One of them is called buddy breathing, right? And and we do this for each other when you are, or we should. <laughs> This is the way of love that when you are depleted, when you're out of air, I, I share my air with you. I give you my air and, and it works this way really for everything. We tend to think of stewardship as money only, but we really need to be good stewards of our time and our energy and, and ourselves <laughs> and all of these things that we have, everything from intelligence to an ability to cook or read quickly or money or energy. We must be good stewards of. And when you are low, I will give to you. And when I am low, you will give to me. And that's so important right now because we're in a time where it is tough and we are all feeling depleted. And, and there are just like some days when I have a little bit more than you have. Brene Brown talks about this. Like I forget what word she uses, but it's like the math that they use in, in their household. Like she might come home from work and be like, dude, I am at like 20% today. I am just depleted. And her husband <laughs> might say, oh, okay, well that's cool. Cause I'm at like 60% and the kids come in and they're like, Hey, I'm at like 70. And so then they all help each other out with whatever they need, whether it's like a task, you know, or just some cheering up. And And I think that this is what we're really talking about with good stewardship and with the way of love. And the accounting is, it really is not just when we budget our money and then when we balance our checkbooks, right? Although those are definitely two times that we should be praying and seeking God. But I want to look at it even more like this. Like we're starting off every day with God. Every morning should be, here's where I'm at, God. Where do you, where are you going to pour into me so that I may pour out onto others today? Um, And, and I think, I think that's such an important way to start the day. Just being with God and giving an assessment of where we're at and asking God where God wants us. To be, and and here's the thing: wherever we're depleted, God will fill us up. And sometimes, other people are that conduit, and sometimes it's straight from God. So I, I guess this is this is what I'm asking. Gosh, I'm giving you homework all the time, but here's here's the homework for this one. <laughs> um, this morning, pause the recording for just a moment, and reflect with God about where you feel depleted and where you feel full. Ask God for filling of those places where you feel depleted and ask God where God would like you to pour out from those places from which you feel full. And then at the end of the day, when we are coming into prayer with God at the end of the day, let's look back and see. Let's ask God to show us, God, where have you shown me love? And God, where have you shown love through me? Amen. And I think that this gospel discussion that we've just talked through is related to the other readings that we had. You know we in our um, Hebrew scripture reading from Joel, part of what this is talking about is that the blessings that God had given the you know the special chosen people, it is now not just the house of David, it's open to all Israel. So there is this opening. But I think, too, here, there's this talk about revenge, about giving back upon their heads, about doing back to the enemy what was done to them. And interestingly enough, the verses that talk about this, the vengeful verses, I think of them, according to my commentary, at least, several or many scholars think that these verses were inserted later. And to me, that almost seems like justification sanctification of violence or attempted sanctification of violence if you will and I think that's exactly what we've done when we as a nation whichever nation we belong to have said we are the chosen people and so that gives us the right to go and act however we want to other peoples so we're forgetting a that we're all one people we are all every single human being is blessed and beloved and a chosen child of God the chosen child of and revenge is not the way of love. James, as I, as I mentioned briefly before, James tells us what the way of love is. That the way of love is to care for the orphans and widows in their distress. And you can change out orphans and widows for any disempowered, disenfranchised, impoverished, and silenced group. Any. As we talked about briefly a moment ago, any who has less than we do, and so many do. And then this piece to keep oneself unstained by the world. I think what I know, I know in my bones that what is meant here is to do the work of keeping ourselves a clear and open conduit for God's love to flow through. And we've talked about this often And so what's meant by unstained here, I think is like unclogged, unblocked. So those wounds that we experience in the world, it is our work to cooperate with God that those do not become layers of blockage between us and the love of God, that we continually work cooperatively with God for the transformation of those wounds into conduits. And I think of like New rivulets, new, new tributaries, new streams, new places for God's love to flow through. So that instead of being blocked, we become more open. We become more compassionate. We become more aware. We have more touch points with which to connect with other people. We have more openings for love to flow through. And it is this, I think, my friends, that is our charge. And so I charge us. I pray for us with these things. We are indeed blessed may we start and end the cycle of every day in the rhythm of all creation showing God what God already sees our current context asking God for what we need Part of which is discernment to know where God would use us to fill another's need. And when we go forth into the world in love, doing the hard work of living wholeheartedly and mindfully cooperating in the transformative process with God, that we become Wondrously enough, more open instead of more closed, and stronger because we are more wounded. God can do all these things in us, my friends. All right, let us affirm our faith together, and then I'm going to have to finish up with you (laughs) on my walk. (laughs) So I apologize in advance for that. but I am glad that I get this time with you. Thank you for being here with me today. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Let's use, as we have been, the prayers from the Iona Book of Worship in place of our suffrages today. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language, or preferred version. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving and kindness. Amen. The Collect for proper 27. O God, whose blessed incarnate came into the world, that they might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that, having this hope, we may purify ourselves as Christ is pure, that when Christ comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like Christ in their eternal and glorious dominion where they lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of jesus christ our savior amen let us use as is our want lately the prayer attributed to saint francis as our prayer for mission god make us instruments of your peace where there is hatred let us sow love where there is injury pardon where there is discord union Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we received. (laughs) It is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, I pray for all of us that we may not be discouraged if we see that movement toward our cause seems to falter or not be as pervasive as we had hoped. We can trust that God is taking All of the effort that we put forth, everything that we talked about before, that we have been given, that we are stewards of, and making it more than enough. May God fill us in those places where we are depleted, and may God work through us to fill others in the places where they are depleted. May we remember that God sees more than we can see, that God magnifies what good we are given and that God transforms what is intended for evil, that we are all of us together, co-creators with God, moving toward God's holy kingdom, and we know how this story ends. Christ is victorious, evil is overcome, and love triumphs. Have a wonderful day, my friends. I love you. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. In the prayer of St. Chrysostom, Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting, amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.